This summer, we're bringing you double Koi gig. For me, she's the best English centre-back. Play your best players in their best position. I don't think the captain is droppable, particularly after making the statement of dropping Steph Houghton. Subscribe to the OTV Koi gig pod on the OTV Sports app now. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Richie McCormick here with you right through until 10pm tonight. The one thing we didn't really uh, touch upon on the show so far tonight, at least anyway, is Ireland's win this morning over the New Zealand Maori. Keith Earls captaining the side to victory, making it two wins from four on the tour of New Zealand so far. Uh, basically, we're going to win the World Cup. Stephen Kisby-Green, a reg- resident South African rugby nerd, joins us in studio. Stephen, thanks for coming in this evening. How's it going, Reggie? Um, your take on that win this morning, because I think, as Mick mentioned during the news round, there was a lot of negative, I guess, feeling after the first game against the Mary All Blacks and that there were injuries, there were questions over Jonathan Sexton's fitness and then we had an opening defeat and that was followed obviously by the first test defeat so everybody was a little bit subdued after a week or so in New Zealand. Things have kind of changed. We're, uh, we're rocking and rolling after this win this morning. Yeah, it's amazing how the entire narrative of a series changes in 72 hours. Uh, before Saturday, it was all doom and gloom. Everyone was saying, oh, we're going to get whitewashed and uh, now Ireland are looking like the, the best team in the world at the moment. Um <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> we'll get texts. It's 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 t- 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 typical <laughs> Ireland. Five three one zero six. Typical Ireland uh, doing doing incredibly well a year out of the World Cup. Now look, the 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 Ireland fifteen performance this morning was or last night for the for the New Zealand New Zealand listeners um, was something special purely because it showed how the team can learn and adapt based off of a. A week and a half of of actual training, mm. like Kieran Frawley's performance in particular was a standout for me. He bossed that that Irish back line, and he showed he showed that in about a just over a week he can go from from no international ten experience to being one of the I, I, he the way he attacked the the the, the Mari uh, defense. He took the hits. He was he was. Robust. He was exactly what you wanted an Irish ten to be, in the mould of a Johnny Sexton before Johnny Sexton retires. So it, it, I'm not saying that now is the time that you want Kieran Frawley to play Test match rugby. He's still a little bit. He's a little bit far out from that. But he just showed that he's got that in him. He's got that ability to to take the the bull by the horns and actually learn and develop on the fly. Hmm. And that and um, some other key performances that I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on ahead of ahead of Saturday, um, it kind of impressed me a bit on how how the the, the, the Irish took to the, to the All Blacks, um, the Mario All Blacks. It just it, it showed that there's a bit more development in the side than under previous managements. They're, they're able to learn and quickly. Yeah, because one of the things we saw about the uh, the test side and the lack of changes, I guess, or the you know the paucity of changes between one test to the next. Uh, was that maybe Andy Farrell was a little bit intransigent and didn't want to make too many changes and was maybe stuck in his ways is probably a bit strong, but he relied upon who he's relying upon. What these two matches, particularly the second this morning, have done is show that there is a bit of depth there and there are a bunch of players who, as you mentioned, even if they aren't necessarily 100% test players at the moment, certainly have a case to be made by the time the World Cup rolls around in, what is it, just over 12 months' time? Yeah, I think it... um Maybe they won't. They won't overtake the current 
test squad. I think the, I think the test squad that played on Saturday is largely going to be. They're certainly going to offer backup. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it's it, it's um, largely what they're going to do. Like it, it, you've got Kieran Frawley there to back up Johnny Sexton if Johnny Sexton gets injured for the for the quarterfinal, which mm. is unfortunately a high a highly likelihood if if Sexton plays the majority of the, of the pool stage yeah. matches. What happens with Leinster next year, though? Isn't that key? Like, if we think that Frawley and Andy Farrell thinks that Frawley is the the key to maybe Joey Carberry remains the number ten on the bench, but if jo- if Johnny doesn't make it through the World Cup, maybe Frawley is looked at as the starting ten. You know, we don't know where that is, but we need next season to see Frawley play top class rugby at number ten, don't we? But no, but do, do you though? I'm only I, that, that's what I would think. I mean, if it's not going to be Ross Byrne or Harry Byrne. Then, but where's the argument coming in that a ten has to play ten all of his life, and a ten has to be? Uh, well, uh, the, just the, it, it's not that they have to play ten to to. It's that we need to see whether, and Andy Farrell needs to see whether he's good enough to play. He's good enough to at ten to play at ten. Well, we've seen it in the Maoris, um Yeah, the, 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 like two he, games he, at, he, against. Let's face it, like it's it's a against a representative side. Well, yeah, as but good it's, as they it's are, one of the, the best it's, representative side in the world, probably. But still, like it's 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 one of the most difficult challenges just to step below Test match rugby to play against the Mario All Blacks. Yeah, at ten, a position where he's not the, theoretically not familiar with, based off his position, his his time at, at Leinster. Even though he has played a couple of games at ten at Leinster, um, and he's proven that he can do it. Uh, even in that first test, when the when Ireland were in all honesty a shambles against um, the Mario Blacks, Frawley had moments where he took to gain line. He he had the he showed promise at, at ten. Now what I'm saying is, if you look at hypothetically Andre Pollard, he plays almost no game time at ten at club level in France, but he's South Africa's first choice number ten. You. It's the ability to play ten, but also the ability to play twelve that makes Frawley a unique um, prospect for Ireland in the, going going forward. He can be that player that has the ability to play ten, but doesn't always play all of his games at ten. He can play ten for the, for Ireland without necessarily having played any any game of ten in the uh, for, for Leinster. Why has that fear been there from an Irish perspective? Do you think f- about adaptability and having to specialize? Can I just say though, and and I'm let you answer. You know, you take someone like Pollard is a far more accomplished and experienced, and like we know what he offers. You know, whereas I think there's still question marks about Frawley at the top level, and we're talking about we're talking about replacing Johnny Sexton at World Cup here and bypassing three or maybe four out halves that we thought were ahead of them who've played there and we know what they offer at that position. I'm not saying you're wrong here. I'm just saying that I would like to see it and I'm sure Andy Farrell would too, mm. whether you say it's relevant or not. I think he would like to see him play some Champions Cup games of, at that position. Of course. I mean, I, I don't think Frawley's had too much Champions Cup level matches at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But He's got... Henshaw and Ring Roses exactly <laughs> it's the centre partnership and not, then, not exactly easy to break into either and, and Ross Byrne has made almost no mistakes for Leinster like I, he's done nothing wrong really so you can't, can't automatically drop him but the, um, the, where I'm coming from though is it's not necessarily like he needs to play like he doesn't need to make up for Sexton immediately. Like he doesn't have to be the, the starting Irish number ten as soon as Sexton retires. Joey Carberry can easily fill in that role. He's done very little wrong in, in in an Irish jersey to warrant automatic dropping. But w- what Frawley offers is that Sexton style, 
and Carberry doesn't. Like Carberry doesn't attack the game line. He's not as robust. He's not as defensively sound as Johnny Sexton is. Whereas Kieran Frawley, because he's got that ability to play 12 and even 13 or even fullback at a push, he's got the ability to, to play all positions in the back line. But that th- that also gives him the skills and the sort of strength that, that those, those, those other positions give him. Like that defense. Like that being able to front up to uh, Joshuani and actually take take his game to him. Take a big hit from a Papali'i or whoever, and get back up. Carberry's shown that he doesn't necessarily have that ability to take that big hit, so he plays it a little bit deeper. He doesn't take the hits. He's got a different style to, to Johnny Sexton. And there's nothing wrong with Ireland playing a style that suits Joey Carberry. Joey, if Joey, Joey Carberry's the way you want to go, by all means, but he doesn't, have, he d- doesn't play like Sexton, so don't force him to play like Sexton. For all he has the ability to play like Sexton. Is it that a kind of adaptability that gets him maybe on the plane then next year? I would say so, yeah. The I, fact that he can play at centre and the fact that he can cover multiple positions if he needs to be. Because that's when you're heading off in a World Cup environment and your you know, injuries are gonna come taking fast because of the geez, the nature of the tournament itself. Mm. Um, you're gonna need players who are a bit adaptable like that. There's also nothing wrong with starting on the bench. Like there's absolutely nothing wrong with being a bench player for the rest of your career. Like, it, the, 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 no, but see, the, lack the, of ambition might play into no, it a little bit. See, but the, that's where the where I think Ireland African first choice props come on after 55 minutes and <laughs> kill no, everybody. I'm like, I'm, but yeah. it, like, it, it's a 23 man game now, guys. Like the the idea of back in the day where if you you, you don't come on because you're a bench player, you only play five minutes or whatever. That's the way Ireland play rugby at the moment, and I feel like. Andy Farrell, Joe Schmidt, Leo Cullen, uh, even Johan van Kran when he was at Munster, they didn't use their bench at all properly. Like when when you've got Tyg Furlong coming off at seventy five minutes, you've you've mis you've, mis- you've mismanaged your bench because if Tyg Furlong is not using up all of his ability and all of his uh, fitness and giving everything after fifty five minutes and then getting replaced for twenty five minutes for the rest of the game. Mm. Have you gotten the most out of a, out of Tyke for long? I don't think so. And it also doesn't help the next the the, the next man up. It doesn't help the with the depth when you're getting your next man up only getting five minutes of game time at a Champions Cup level. You mentioned Frawley, obviously. Uh, is there anybody else that stood out to you over these last couple of games against the Mary, particularly, <clears throat> who will be putting their hands up as regards selection for a World Cup squad in a year's time? I think Timoney has been particularly impressive. Mm. He's found his uh, his form again. Um, Gavin Coombs is getting there, but he's still got a little bit more that I'd like to see personally. What would you like to see from Coombs? Uh, just uh, it's it's that it, it's that dog that that that, that fight. Mm. He had it for a while, then he lost it, and he doesn't seem to be as as, as physically dominant as he used to be. I want to I want to see him get back to that. Um, maybe try and get it. To, Take the take the jersey off of of, of Tyke Byrne. I, I do think Tyke Byrne's a, a, a sort of a more physical, slightly slower loose forward than than he is a a, a lock. So I kind of want to see him move, move out that side. Um, otherwise, yeah, um, I've been impressed with Nas Gannel. Okay, coming in off um, <laughs> as late as he did, yeah. Yeah. really late notice, yeah, yeah, and he's he sort of looked like he hasn't missed a missed a step. He's been slotted in there perfectly. And uh, what about Larmer? Is he anyway back to the form that we know he has in him before his injuries? I he had a good game this morning. Uh, unfortunate yellow card, but um, 
you just want to see more of those games, I guess. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't really he hasn't strung them together. Injury has played a huge part in that, though. Oh yeah, no, of course. But but you've also got to look at the games that he comes back for. He comes back for the big games. I want to see him play some some URC matches. I want to see him play some some easier games to help blood in a bit more of that. Um, like get back to full fitness mm. you can't just come back uh, after every injury and play it's the same with Carberry whenever he comes back off, off an injury he's straight into the Champions Cup that's because Irish players only play big games no, exactly saying, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I know Problem. we've every reason to be confident though going into Saturday considering last Saturday oh, yeah. considering the fact that we've learned and progressed and moved on from that first defeat to the Mary that you know there's enough growth within this squad it doesn't dismiss Ireland's achievement or potential achievement last Saturday or potential achievement this Saturday it doesn't in any way take away from it to suggest what I think is self-evident that this is the worst New Zealand team I can ever remember the fact that there's right? so many questions about Ian Foster going into this so many questions it. there's so many there's, they are not replacing a legendary group of players with another it's like the dubs right like, it's like you, the, you would still think that Dublin can beat anybody on their day but they're not replacing Jack McCaffrey with another Jack McCaffrey. They're not replacing Bernard Brogan with another Bernard Brogan and so on. Like, you know, there's, there's hundreds of names I could list there, you know. Uh, that's just normal. And it's the same with New Zealand. They've had this unprecedented run for, God only knows, 15, 20 years that, you know, they just got so many great teams in a row. This isn't one. Mm. And we have the chance to go and beat them. And that's what we have to do. Like, I mean, and that's what we have to go and take that chance and believe in ourselves. And the one thing I will always say about this Irish rugby team, and maybe the Johnny Sexton era, if you want to call it that way, is that they do believe in themselves. They, do be- they will take an opportunity if it's there to go and win. They won't be thinking, oh, imagine it'll be a miracle if we go and beat New Zealand. They're not like that. You know, whether they actually go and do it or not or, or turn up on the day is a separate point again, I think. But you know, I think there's a huge chance on Saturday. Given, given what we saw last week, it's, it's almost hard to think that New Zealand... Um, you know, Ireland were the better team. That and and I know that I know that wasn't the case just two weeks ago, but it feels like we've played ourselves into form. It's a lot harder to go flick the switch the other way that New Zealand have to do this time. But even in even two weeks ago, Ireland were not worse than New Zealand when they lost. What they did, what New Zealand did, was capitalise on the opportunities that Ireland gave New Zealand. Mm. Whereas they didn't, Ireland didn't capitalise on their own on their own, on their own opportunities. Like they had the ability, they had the opportunities, they had the the play. So I do I do think it is Ireland's game to to lose. I'm not going to say that it's, they're going to win, but I think that if 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 they do lose, it's their own insecurities that get that get them out of the get their result. Interesting, Stephen Kisby Green here. What are we doing? Yeah. Is Ireland going to win this by thirty points? Come on, everybody, <laughs> cop on, cop on to yourself. Do not do not put this out of us suggesting that Ireland are definitely going to win next weekend. Mick McCarthy, Stephen Kisby Green, thank you. This summer, we're bringing you double Koi gig. For me, she's the best English centre-back. Play your best players in their best position. I don't think the captain is droppable, particularly after making the statement of dropping Steph Houghton. Subscribe to the OTV Koi gig pod on the OTV Sports app now.